0: Blog Talk Radio Good morning, afternoon or evening, and welcome to Hope for today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at Yield to the King Ministry org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled We Need Heinz feet to make our ascent and I just want to say I hope everyone is doing well I took a a week uh, off and I didn't do a podcast a couple of weeks ago and we're all still in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic and my prayer is that we are all doing well and making progress where progress needs to be made so we need hind feet to make our ascent let me read the promotional material as I always do Wherever God has called us, we need to walk in boldness and confidence in Christ Jesus, because God has equipped us. He may send us down into the valley in order to make our ascent up to the mountaintop. Along this journey, who along, excuse me, along this journey, who will be our companions? The naysayers or the praisers? Daily, we are being prepared by our Heavenly Father to get on high places. We will make our ascent if we just trust God. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19, it says, The Lord God is my strength, and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on my high places. You see, the promise is we are given hinds feet that are swift, firm, and steady. And God will always give us the ability by his strength to live victoriously so years ago i discovered a small book a little book entitled hind feet on high places by hannah hernard it's an allegorical dramatization of the yearning of god's children to be led to new heights of love joy and victory The main character in this story, this dramatization, name is Much Afraid. She is transformed from a frightened, physically challenged, lost soul to a beautiful, spiritually connected, joyful being, and she finally realizes the new heights of love, joy, and victory. So let me share with you today a little bit about what's happening to Much Afraid along the way. Much afraid is an orphan and lives in the valley of humiliation in a village named Much Trembling. Her relatives are the fearings and their names are resentment, bitterness, self-pity, pride, and there's one named Craven Fear. She becomes a shepherdess for the chief shepherd and the chief shepherd is depicted as a kind and wise man. Her relatives who are the fearings, despise the shepherd, and in an attempt to remove Much Afraid from his service, they insist that she marry her malicious cousin, Craven Fear. Upset and torn, Much Afraid meets with the shepherd. She pours out her heart and consoles with him. She shares her desire to leave the valley of humiliation forever and travel to high places. Well, okay, the chief shepherd introduces Much Afraid to two companions named Sorrow and Suffering. They are to help her on her journey. Much Afraid is frightened of the journey and of them, but because she loves the chief shepherd so much, she is willing to follow through. She is beginning to trust him, even though he must leave her at times. Encouraged by the chief shepherd's promises, Much Afraid follows the path he has set before her. The chief shepherd had explained that in order to enter the kingdom of love, she must be without blemish. He also told her that her journey will be a series of purifications and rites of passage. So before leading her into the high places, the shepherd brings Much Afraid through the furnace of Egypt, the forest of danger and tribulation, the sea of loneliness, the precipice of injury, the valley of loss, and the grave on the mountains. During Much Afraid's passage through these various places, her fearing relatives, resentment, bitterness, self-pity, pride, and craven fear, follow and taunt her in attempts to sabotage her. But Much Afraid is first, she always calls on the shepherd to defeat these enemies. That's what she used to do. But eventually, she is able to call upon suffering and sorrow, her companions and helpers, to aid her in sending them away. Eventually, Much Afraid reaches the place of anointing and the high places. And throughout her journey, all she endures, she is transformed. No longer does she need human love because it has been replaced in her heart by something much greater. Much Afraid receives a new name, grace and glory. That name symbolizes her growing in grace and her gracefulness and how she arrived at the high places against all odds. Her companions, sorrow and suffering, are also transformed into joy and peace. Finally. The king brings joy, peace, and grace and glory to the part of the high places that overlooks the valley of humiliation and the village of much trembling. Once grace and glory reaches her ascent to high places, she realizes that her miserable relatives, the fearing, are in spiritual pain. No longer does she see them as malicious and evil. So what does she do? Well, once again, grace and glory shares her thoughts and consoles with the king. After careful consideration, knowing the condition of her relatives, grace and glory and joy and peace follow the king down into the valley of humiliation to share their newfound happiness and all the possibilities of change. I just love that story. I mean, that's just a summation, but really it's an enjoyable little book. I've read it many times. I've taught a small group women's uh, Bible studies. It was a book that was read in in a, a book club, and it just makes so much sense. So isn't that a good account of our lives and the journeys we travel? How often are we afraid to step out to reach the next level or the high places God has for us? And these fearing relatives, resentment, bitterness, self-pity, pride, and craven fear, you know, they're all around us. How often do we allow people to take over or influence our lives and follow us around to taunt and sabotage us? What do we do in the midst of hardship? That's a question for all of us to ask ourselves and answer. When we're in the furnace of Egypt, you know, the dry, the the dry, hot, fiery furnace, what do we do when we're in the forest of danger and tribulations, you know, when we're met with trials and tribulations? What about the sea of loneliness? When we're alone and we feel like God has abandoned us, what do we do in that sea of loneliness? What do we do in the precipice of injury when we have injured ourselves or where our spirits are injured or wounded? What about the valley of loss when we lose loved ones and experience that grief, that sorrow, and that pain, and then the grave on the mountains? Do we wallow in companionship of suffering and sorrow and the naysayers? Or do we invite joy and peace and the praisers to be our companions? If we're not careful, we will give in to fear, resentment, bitterness, self-pity, and pride, and we'll become our own worst enemies. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, excuse me, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Some versions say God has not given us a spirit of fear. So the book, Hind Feet on High Places, is based on Habakkuk. Some may say Habakkuk. Chapter three, verses seventeen through nineteen, and I want to read those passages to you. Our focus is three nineteen, but I want to read seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Verse seventeen says, "Though the fig tree, though, excuse me, though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive shall fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold." And there be no cattle in the stalls. Verse 18 says, yet I will exult in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. And verse 19 says, the Lord God is my strength and he has made my feet like hinds' feet and makes me walk on high places. Verse 17 in Habakkuk chapter 3 is talking about just a land of desolation. There's nothing going on. There's The, the fig tree is not blossoming. There's no fruit on the vines. You know, the olive fails and there's no field, you know, no, no produce in the fields. And the, the, the flock are be cut off from the fold and there's no cattle in the stalls. I mean, that's everything. That's your food. That's your wealth. You know, livestock was wealth. But 18 says, I Yet I will exult in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. And then it goes on to say that in God's strength, he's given us what we need to be able to walk on high places. So let's talk a little bit about the deer, the hind. The hind is a female deer, sometimes also referred to as a doe, usually less than two years old. The male deer, of course, we know as a stag or a buck. But what the the deer is able to do because of their hind or back legs is amazing. And this is what I want to share with you. Oftentimes for deer, there is no way to know what the best footing is. But they rarely slip or fall under normal conditions. This is what they are capable of doing because of their hind feet. They can gallop across an open field at 30 to 35 miles per hour. They can jump an eight-foot fence in stride or clear a seven-foot fence from a standstill position. That's amazing. And oftentimes, you know, if we go back and look at Habakkuk chapter 9, uh, excuse me, uh, verse 19 in chapter 3, it says, The Lord God is my strength and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on high places. The promise is that we are given hinds feet that are swift, firm, and steady, and God will always give us the ability by his strength to live victoriously. When we talk about hardship, it will include the furnace of Egypt, forest of danger and tribulation, the sea of loneliness, the precipice of injury, the valley of loss, and the grave on the mountains. Remember? Much Afraid started out with two companions, suffering and sorrow. When they reached the high places, those two companions were eventually transformed into peace and joy. Let me just say for the record, suffering and sorrow is biblical because God allows us to experience what is necessary for a reason. In James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. It takes faith to get through difficult times, trials and tribulations, pain and suffering, loss and grief. Even in the midst of chaos, there is a way to walk in spiritual freedom and joy. Regardless of our circumstances, we can find the fullest measure of joy in the Lord. I'm reminded of the verse in Psalm chapter thirty, verse five, and it says, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. I love the fact that Grace and Glory uh, went back to share with her fearing relatives the love of the chief shepherd. The chief shepherd. They were in need of a spiritual transformation as well. We have a promise. When we find our strength in the Lord, he has made my feet like hinds' feet and makes my walk on high, makes my walk on high places. And by his strength, God will always give us the ability to live victoriously. So with that, I hope you enjoy that. It's a good book. Google it. Find it. Purchase it from Amazon. It's been around for a long time and enjoy it while you can. And with that, I'm going to say, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.